Yes, we know we're late, ball boys and girls, but we had a good reason to be. And just be happy we aren't your period. The Ultimate Cup competition in the world has taken place this week, and boy, can we not all wait to bitch about our teams. So buckle up and get ready for your source of everything Canadian Championship. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for joining us on the FC 13 podcast. I'm your host, Andre. I'm joined by Michael and super sub Thomas. Boys, how are we doing today? Well, you know, I'm, a, I'm alive. I've, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have not been able to watch as many of the games as I would have liked to. I've been sick and with work, it's been hard catching up. But I noticed one thing. I may have saw one of the worst penalties ever, and we'll get to that. And Sutherland are in the playoffs. We're coming back to the Prem, baby. Away the lads. <laughs> uh, I'm doing great. I did not get into a fight at the 300 level uh, this midweek, but um, still had a great uh, week watching the football nonetheless. Oh, no, lies. I'm sure you went into the dressing room and started swinging there, Thomas. We all know. We all know how you are. He's the most violent one on the entire crew. It's fine. It's fine. Speaking of violence, let's just jump into it. Toronto versus Montreal. What a shit show that ended up being. 2-1 for CF Montreal. They managed to pull through an abysmal performance from Toronto, if I do say so myself. But I think the highlight of the whole game ends up being the final end of it. Yeah, I mean, it was a fun game for the most part. I think the first half was definitely a lot better than the second half. It was a little bit more back to end and entertaining, in my opinion. But and I, I, this was the game I was able to watch because the FUBU actually showed this one on TV. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, th- I was happy to see uh, Cam Montreal take it to them. I mean, there's I think Toronto fans honestly should be happy right now as well because the more you lose, the faster you get Bradley gone. And oh. Toronto fans were not happy with this game whatsoever from what I saw. Nope. No, I, that's I not a reference. <laughs> no, I and I, I think I think I agree. That's actually a fantastic point. Is that the the more we lose, yeah, the faster this is actually going to come around. I mean, the first two goals were just, you know, I don't even want to say outstanding for Montreal because at the end of the day, they ended up being good goals, but they were just such poor defending from the counter attack, from everything going on from Toronto that it just was beyond me what what the team was doing. They were standing around. Uh, Bernadeschi was not at all contributing in a way for that second goal. So it was just, it was a performance that just sort of made you think, okay, is this again, indicative of what the team's really going through? Or was this a one-off? Was Montreal really just able to best them or not? I think them playing again next week will also sort of uh, play into this. Montreal is the upper hand right now. Um, But they, they, I think probably wanted this a bit more. Whereas in the league, I think that's going to be, TFC, they were great goals. A lot of speed and a lot of hustle from the the, the forwards. And, um, you know, TFC are just consistently just like the most lackluster, underwhelming, underperforming. Uh, just every week, every <laughs> week now. Yeah, shit. You can just call them what they are right now. Unfortunately, shit. That's that's the the scenario you get with the, the attacking power we have. What like I don't understand why this is constantly being such a fucking problem for them. Yeah, I don't know. And it was a decent month. I'm sorry, it was a decent Toronto lineup as well. Yannick Senya, Bernadette, Kay, Lorea. 
uh, your new super, uh, your new super strike there, Sapom. It, it felt like you guys wanted it, and it just did not come out in your the way you guys wanted. And I, the fans let you know it, that's for sure. Um, either you're Mark Anthony K or a Montreal fan, the, the Toronto fans let you know they were not happy with this one. Um, and uh, Thomas, as you were saying, this this weekend's gonna be super exciting. Um, going into this match afterwards, the away section has been shut off for Toronto. From what yeah. I'm reading, and Andre, you were supposed to come up to the game with me. Thank God we didn't actually plan that out because that would have been a waste. <laughs> oh my God, that's uh, and that's that's the insanity of that too is the the reactionary of that and and all of the crap going on. These a lot of these fans are still going. They're, they've they've got hotels booked or they've got this booked, so now they just gotta buy tickets somewhere in the scalper. They'll be in the crowd. They'll congregate. There the, might be more issues. The problem is, is like. We all know if you're in if you're in this kind of soccer circle, we all know who created the fights. We all know who they are. They have a reputation for a reason. I've seen people call them out for it because they have I don't know proof, but they all like think they know who it is who started the shit. Once again, there's a hint. They set the field on fire in Ottawa. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's disappointing, and I think the I think the disappointing part. About the match in Toronto against Montreal, it's you go up to a section. There's no security guards. You you take some swings, and I'll, I again, I didn't see the, what started it. I didn't see what was going on. But if this is what you literally take this serious in life, you need to get a new life, buddy. I mean, I look, we're passionate fans. I will cry, bleed, and puke for this fuck my teams. I will, but th- there's a there's a fucking limit. There's a limit. <laughs> Well, you know, this, like, Toronto versus Montreal, traditionally, it's where Canadian superstars are made, and it's where their, you know, talent really shows up because there's a lot of uh, emotion in this match. But it's it's where, you know, people will, like, kids will see their heroes in Montreal versus Toronto, just like they would, you know, if you're Spanish, just so you can see it in El Clasico. So no kids are going to be able to go and watch their heroes play anymore because... You never know. It's it's a caution. First of all, the game start all starts seven thirty. Bad enough, and when there's a chance of getting you know attacked by you know the the ultras, no one is gonna want to go there. It's just it's a horrible situation off the field, maybe even more than on the field. But it, they the uh, correlation obviously is that the team is just not doing well. Um, although I think I don't think football is it's it's. It's not deep Bobby enough to throw. It's not deep enough to throw a microphone at a player. That's too far. I just call them wannabe hooligans. You look at the England in the eighties and nineties. They're wanna fuck. They're wannabes. They sit there and say, "No, I grew up on football fans like this, and uh, you're not a real fan if you don't do this for your team." Shut the fuck up. Grow the fuck up. Yeah, you're the fucking thing, pathetic. The thing that we just don't know in terms of, of of the fight. There's so many things that haven't come to light. All we see is is what's up there. But, you know, not to not to just sort of come to the biased defense of Toronto. Montreal is known for causing problems up there because they're so much higher than the fans. There's no separation. They've been known to throw stuff down at Toronto fans. So this has been an issue before in the past. So this could be retaliatory. This could be something where they may have started it because they're right beside Toronto fans. So they're directly right beside other Toronto fans. And if they start causing issues and there's no security there to stop anything that boils over, it comes down to who points the fingers. The response, obviously, in the South End, 
Kay wasn't taking it well, and then that just boiled over back and forth. And I think this is now something that's been waiting to boil over. The fans yeah, but- have been expecting more, and now you, you've got someone coming up who had a, an awful performance in the game and just instigating a fight. And Kay is not one to keep his mouth shut, though. No, but I mean, you don't throw shit at your own players, regardless win or lose. I don't yeah. give a shit. Like, it's all like, what do you do? He came over to, like, thank the fans. Is that what happened? And they got pissed? Well, they, yeah, and they, they yelled at him for an abysmal performance. Something Again, I, I didn't have the exact details because I wasn't in that spot. So it's a scenario where that they had sort of voiced their displeasure, and then he called them out on it. Yeah, instead I mean, of just do, as a fan, you have the right to let them know when you're not happy, but you don't yeah. throw shit at them. No, I know, but when you got the the thing is, is Kay was trying to invite him on the field to to fight, so it was kind of a a kind of a double edged sword in that one. Both both are wrong, and again, you should not be throwing shit under the field. Absolutely, even if even of that aside, that's just the fastest way to get banned. That's just the fastest way to get banned from the stadium, and that's an issue that you don't want to have happen. That you can't come back. Or you get it on the field, go streaking on the field. Andre. Yeah, that can get you banned. Yeah, that'll yeah, probably like a nudity. Yeah, fun fact actually, Andre would know. Yeah, um, yeah. Nobody was the reason why I never seen before he was called Andre. He went by another name, but he's not banned anymore. <laughs> Whole plastic surgery. It was a lot Andre, of work to get this I've done. looked for you in the crowd. I've never seen you, so just, just saying that. Yes, that's, <laughs> so moving on from my nudity mm-hmm. into another kind of of sort of nude spanking. Ottawa and Forge ended one one. Goes to penalties and holy shit for penalties. What? the actual hell was going on there, Michael. I have to tell you, I don't like penalties. I'm probably told everyone <laughs> that. I mean, I can only think of once in my soccer-loving days that I've actually celebrated a pen. I like an actual win from them. I, I can't think of them anymore, if any. Um, I, I don't like them. We lose at them. No matter who I support, I, we lose at them. And watching it is rough. And then when you lose, when you, sorry, when you miss three in a row from your Assuming your three best uh, scores, yeah, that was rough. I mean, I want to give credit to Ottawa. They, I think that was the best game they played all season. Um, I'm hoping they can really carry this momentum into the weekend. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit worried when you play such a good game and you lose. You lose some of that momentum. But I think we played a great game. I think we had solid opportunities. Henry made some big saves. There's two saves if Henry does get, Ottawa's on to the next round. I mean, yes, I know he's the goalie, it's his job. But the two saves he made were real hard saves. Um, and again, it's Forge. I mean, I picked Forge to go this far. I said, there's going to be a team in the finals. That's a CPL. It's most likely going to be Forge. I had no expectations winning this game, especially in Hamilton. I was just really hoping. And we put up a performance, and we showed up. I don't think anyone can say Ottawa didn't show up. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was really like a, a proper rematch of the CPL final. Um, I think Ottawa had a bit more win their sales knowing that they were playing Forge and, you know, they did play great. It was a great game, uh, again, and a lot more close in the final. That Becker goal was just insanity. The angle yeah, that he, the reception of the ball from Asenio Janssen and then just curling it at such a tight angle. I mean, he's, and he hasn't even been starting every game for Forge because their other midfielder, you know, like Jensen, is scoring a ton. So, is that that definitely tells you something about just how good Forge is uh, consistently, and yeah, the penalties were sloppy. Forge, this is their first ever penalty win, yeah. but something tells me is that with that culture of winning in that dressing room, they might not be happy with the way that they won on penalties. 
maybe not, but at the end of the day, they're now going to take on MLS side, right? And yeah. something else I wanted to point out going into the pens is I was so, I was, I don't want to say I was 100% confident, but I was feeling pretty confident. The fact that they took off Becker, I'm like, you know what? Ottawa has Salter, Shaw, Bassett. And then we also had uh, the Santos on, we had Verhove. And I was like, you know what? These, all these guys have to score. We've seen them get some nice goals. Every single one of them. I'm feeling good right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop thinking. That's yeah. my fault. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the shots were, were outstanding from a lot of them. I think Otto was like just so unlucky that the Salter chip just somehow managed to get stopped by Henry. He was so close to make that stretched out arm and yeah. not chip that key, like keeper. It was just I mean, hit such his arm in such an awkward angle. Like he knew he just threw his body hoping to get it, and he, it worked. And and luckily enough, he did. I I yeah. think it was very very unlucky that Ottawa didn't pull through there. But compared to again that final rematch, like that final from before, this was night and day. I I thought that Ottawa looked so much better, and you can't take it because yes, Forge is that team. Unfortunately, they're just gonna win in so many scenarios mm -hmm. but if you can play like this and keep that momentum going and not be discouraged i think come the weekend ottawa are just going to absolutely start going on a tear that's what i'm There's... hoping for and losing 4-1 the previous week or this batch the last league game i thought you know what this could be a wake-up call this could really get us going and we got mcdonald into the lineup on uh against forge and he's someone i've been crying out to start especially with our shaky start we have a who's in there who's someone who I want to see start more as well. And I don't know, you never know with when injuries come in and out, but I think I think we may have a solid idea of what we want going forward based on that game. I think yeah. the, the more games without Nadingham, I do think the worse it'll it'll get because Nadingham is just he's he's great for them always. I disagree. I think. Really? I think he's nothing more than okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't see. I, I think he's well. Like as they said, like in you know, in the awards last year, he was top three. I think he's definitely still top three in the league. No, I like to think he is, but I don't. Uh, no, I mean, I look, you've lost two on the balance with Sean Melvin. I'm not saying he's better than Melvin. I'm not saying that he's not. I'm just saying I don't. I don't know where Ingham gives us a like. I don't think he puts us ahead anyone. I don't think he. Makes a huge difference. I think he's a good enough goalie to make the basic saves, but is he gonna make the outstanding saves? I've yet to see that honestly. Yeah, I don't think I, he's a game saver. Is all I'm saying. You'll you'll make the basic ones, but well, it's yeah. very interesting matchup next week for them against Vancouver. Seeing Callum Irving, who like they did beat over two legs last time, but very different attack with you know DeSantos and yep. Salter and all that. So I think it'll be very interesting if they can rebound against uh, another team that's like just opposite right now. They're Vancouver FC's rolling. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And and you'll you'll have to move along with it. But they, they that's that's what it is. Ottawa's got a good good running going. Ollie Bassett's been on a, a good set. It's unfortunate he missed his penalty at the end, ironically getting the penalty for yeah. that other goal. It's kind of a, a silly one there. But I mean when both teams only make three pens both teams out of six that's yeah insane i know they both crazy, really really wanted to, to take this home coming crazy i think bosses look better this year than he did last year i fully start agree the year anyways i fully agree i think he's very much looked better i think you i think you, maybe it's because they rely on him more with a uh, tablet going but i think he's he's stuck up which I'm, and, I'm and against against such a powerhouse like hamilton right where you've got 
you know, their, their powerhouses going like Ashton Morgan coming off the 82nd minute was so weird for me. And you've got so too. Yeah. Like you've got Bassett really being able to step up and like put in the time and really get her going. I think yeah. that's going to come in handy for you guys. Cause yeah. I don't know what, I don't we know. We just what need the other players right. to pick it up around them. Yeah. <laughs> if the whole team could just do better. <laughs> just, yeah. If you could you know, just like, all be better, then we'd all be fine. Be, every player should be faster, smarter, stronger, and we'll win the game. Yeah. It's, it's fine. You know, that's, that's how that works. I mean, speaking of faster, stronger, and better, someone was a little bit better in York versus Vancouver Whitecaps. It is not at all the final whistle total we wanted to see, but it is the one we got. York one, Vancouver Whitecaps four. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it, York. Yeah, it was, they absolutely blew it. It was nil nil at halftime, which was the same score the 2022 edition of this game. And York were very good defensively, but, you know, just sort of like TFC, they lost a player 25 minutes in ish with the substitution of Roger Thompson. So Brem had to drop back from defensive midfield, which is a natural position. Uh, the triple sub late that York did was very effective, very speedy. It brought them some life. But by the time that happened, it was like they were down 2-0. And the goals are coming in spurts because of the, then Vancouver scored. Ricci gets the goal. That brings something back in them. They weren't going to win. But when Vancouver goes the other way, gets a penalty that at that point in the match, you wonder if it really is needed. It's just, it sort of felt like a very emotional highs and lows. And I think also there was a missed penalty call on Marky Wojciechowski um, getting into the zone. He did the nice little touch that went over the head of, uh, I think it was Cordoba, and he got tripped off the ball. I think that was missed, but that's the only thing York can look at and say we were robbed a bit. Well, your your whole your whole woes started in that first own goal when it bounced off your player. I think that kind yeah. of set an unfortunate tone. It, it it sucked to see that happen. And I mean, I I don't know. I personally thought that penalty was a little soft for Vancouver. Yeah. I I'm I'm kind of thinking that if VAR had a look at that, they may have been like, nah, I don't know, because. It was it. I now again it, replaying it again and again. It's it's a little bit differently, but in seeing it maybe from different angles, I just don't think I don't think it was the penalty that it could have been, and that might have given them that might have given them gusto to try to come back. But when you go down to an own goal like that in that shitty scenario, and you're an uphill battle with a team of that strength, it's it's shocking that it, it wasn't more of a blowout. But they did hold them off quite well. You have to give York full and total credit because shit didn't just start going downhill until basically the end of the game. Yeah, I think it was just unfortunate, but it happened to be like clearly York's... Well, it was an unlucky bounce. That was the first goal, but then when Nico came out of his net, uh, FC 13 alumni, Nico Johnsopoulos, uh came out of his net, headed the ball. It didn't It just, It didn't stay in the air. Just went right for Betcher, open goal. That's just easiest goal. It's like what uh, Borion did against Morocco, and that other mistake was huge. I think what I really saw the most was Vancouver Whitecaps, just the speed of the passing. Like, there's a, such a clear difference between MLS and CPL and just the way they play the game. Um, and York were definitely sort of chasing that that error, that giveaway, but it never happened because the Whitecaps are just overall very solid. Also, it was sort of surprised to see Takaoka in that. I thought it would be Hassal because it 
Vancouver might see it as a smaller game, but Sartini was very clear. This is, they really want to win this again. And he also thought it might have only been more like a 2 nothing 2 1 game. Should yeah. have been 4 1. Well, I think a lot of us had high expectations of York coming into the year. They've, uh, they haven't lived up to it quite yet. And I, I don't know, maybe this is stuff behind the scenes that we're not seeing with the ownership situation going on. Uh, going into this game, though, I mean, as much as I like, would like to see York win, and as, as shitty as it is to see how they lost, it, it makes sense to me almost. Like especially when you like you said, the first goal is a rough one, the second one's even a, another rough one. That's going to sit in, and then York's going to open up to try to get one of those goals back. And Vancouver's just going to flood the gates at that point. Look, we're not mistaken. Vancouver's the better team, and when you win a game four one, you're proving you're a better team, regardless of how the goals get in. Because that's how the better teams do it. They find a way to do it. And York, round of applause. Full credit to keeping Vancouver off the scoreboard for that long. But when you have a better team putting pressure on you, like the way they will, it's going to be hard to keep out the goals. And when you let one in, it's going to start flooding. Again, it's unfortunate for York. This didn't go the way they wanted. Maybe a little bit rough. Maybe a little bit worse than the way it went last time. Um, I, This is another thing I want to point out, though, is the way the Canadian Championship works, currently the way it works is Vancouver's almost going to find their spot into a final every year if you go by, like, the odds. Like, you, you go with, oh, Vancouver's going to beat the CPL teams. That's expected. Unless this MLS side gets drawn on them, which I don't think they can because they're out west, it looks like a Vancouver final until the CPL catches up almost every year. I'm really hoping I'm wrong. I think Pacific has the best chance in the league to take Vancouver out in the semifinals, and I hope we see that. But you have to think, and I don't know if they will. I think they have the best chance, or one of the best chances. Obviously, we're not going to think they will, though. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard pressed to see them kind of go in that whole distance. Just, just the way, just the way the teams and everything is lining up this year, like. Every everyone's doing it different than what we expect. They are compared to what we're going to talk about in our next game, who their other potential opponents might have been. I do think genuinely that they will have a good chance, and it's done before. It's happened before. Yeah. So it's same fixture, Fairside Derby Part One. Yeah, so exactly. One of the best Canadian Championship games, arguably ever. Yeah, and I, yeah. I again, I coming from my perspective, I'm so fucking pissed Toronto lost, but I really want to see more and more and more. CPL teams making it to the final because seeing the same two MLS teams try to battle it out, three MLS teams battle it out, it gets old. I want, I want these guys getting into the champion, like the Concat Championships. Like I yeah, want this for to me. Doesn't matter who the CPL team is. Doesn't matter who the League One team is. As if we get parity in the Canadian Championship, it means not just a new league and new team on the national spotlight, but a new team in the Concacaf Champions League as well which yeah. would mean with the two spots that there might be no Canadian MLS team in the country of Champions League and be three CPL representatives. Like, so parity is just very good in this competition. And once we get more of that, I think it's only a matter of time before the floodgates really open and the CPL starts absolutely. Well, you're not wrong. I don't think we're too far away from that. Yeah. And I mean, shit, look at, look at that beautiful, uh, you know, coming up kind of what we're talking about there, the darling of, of league one with league one really sort of expanding. It's going to get more and more competition going forward. Which is good. It's just going to push the CPL up because they're going to have more and more competition between each other. Better teams are going to come through. Better players are going to come through and it's just going to flow and ebb and flow in between them. Cause speaking of 
our, our darling TSS Rovers versus Pacific. It was not how I wanted the game to turn out. Two nil to Pacific in that in that that game there. But I yeah. think I think the Rovers had the opportunity, and I really, really was rooting for them to go through. Holy fuck, was I ever hoping that they were going to make it through that game? So was I. But at the same time, I want to see the best chance of taking out an MLS team. And even if Rovers pulled this one off, they were not going to be our best chance, right? Pacific does give us that opportunity to potentially beat Vancouver. So in those terms, I'm actually happy Pacific won. What sucks, though, again, almost like York, is just the way it happens. You keep them up the score for, the score sheet for so long, and then something like a pen is the one that's going to break it, and it just sucks when that happens. <sighs> yeah, I'm... I seeing that like i was like oh my god like this might go to penalties and again even if if tss managed to get pacific into penalties that's uh that would have been a win they could have walked away basically clapping with like a, a win in their mind as doing it you know at home to pacific that is a, a insane task like that's such an insane way to go about it and i'm so pissed that they didn't make it now you are right they would not have beaten the white caps but fuck the dream of that happening is like the dream of the FA Cup kind of level of of underdog beating them. And I'm, you know, good, good run to TSS. I think they are the the model for League One clubs going forwards to be able to to push you. You know, anything is possible in the league. And their their win against Calvary showed that there's a chance you can really get a good run going. Valor. Oh, wait. Calvary, sorry. I'm sure not. No. <laughs> no. It was Valor. Yeah. 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 It was yeah, Valor. It was Valor. Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah. I'm not showing up. You shut up. <laughs> yeah, you shut up. No, no, no. Against Valor. Wow. I mean, yeah. They, uh, they beat an extra CTL team there, apparently. I'm giving them more credit than I need to. So um, I don't know if you got the chance to really check that game out, Thomas, or, or what you were thinking about it. I mean, I'm not I, – I didn't really get to see a, get, get a good look at it. But, yeah, you're right. TSS is the model club, and I think it's a great story for Canadian <clears throat> football. More, more things that happen like this, it's the better – um, I think loss or win or penalties loss, penalties win, it was always going to be a win for TSS knowing that they pulled off like the, 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 the roadblock that's been League One teams winning in this tournament. It was almost like before TSS, they were in the tournament, but they weren't really in the tournament for anything other than, you know, a drubbing at the hands of you know a forge or a york um and i think vaughn also put on a good show in montreal when they played so i think league one is moving up quickly and tss best story in canadian football the skull and crossbones yeah i just want to add this as well but just not so much about tss rovers but about league one bc as we're on the topic ish um, since Andre said he couldn't find news for us, but I did find something about League One BC just now. Would you like to know what that news is? Well, fucking yeah. Yeah, um, now. League One BC uh, match- featured matches and championship finals will be available on TELUS Optic Television. So Sick. League One BC is heading to TV, which I hope doesn't take away their YouTube channel. But <laughs> this is so great for the league. They're getting a semi-pro league on TV in Canada. Love it. Dream. It sucks that it's Telus, but if you, it's, if, it's a start. Well, Telus has been doing fantastic for getting a lot of that stuff on. Like they, they've got the CPL on there. They're doing everything they can to bring more, more local Canadian footy. And if you had told any of us, you know, five years ago that you were going to have semi-pro 
you know, football on TV, we call you a fucking idiot. Like not a chance. Like you the only way that'd be on TV is if someone accidentally left a camera on after a game or an event happened. I mean, to be fair, Ottawa Fury used to be on Rogers, which was pretty cool. But other than that, yes, yeah, no, you are right. But Rogers was so I mean, yeah, localized and, that it was yes. I mean, Ottawa Fury were obviously pro. I'm just saying there was a time where pro teams, even though on the lower divisions, were on TV. Yeah. But with um, that bombshell, oh, no, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I was just wondering if, what do you guys think of it. So in like MLS, we've seen a lot of USL teams begin MLS teams. How do you feel if a really well-run League One team like TSS ended up graduating to the CPL at some point? I think it's very likely. I, I think we're not far from that. I think a lot of owners, not just in League One BC, uh, I think a lot of owners in League One Ontario, uh, League One Quebec, I think, and especially now, especially newer teams coming in, I fully believe their goal is to have CPL somewhere in their mind. Either it's five years from now, 10 years from now. I think the owners want to drive. And if it's even just to make that pyramid, be like, hey, we will start the second division to start to help start this off. If, even if that's something they want to do, I think we're, I don't think we're far from that. Yeah. Well, promotion relegation, we're, we're right around the corner from, especially with, you know, next year starts for League One Ontario. Well, it's actually this year. Yeah. Is, is kicking off. So it's yeah. something that I think it's going to be in the future really, really soon. And there's so many different clubs around the world kind of jumping into it. But with that, we're going to go to a quick break. And when we come back, there's a couple little like news tidbits we want to go on. It was a bit quieter, but might have some fun. So don't go anywhere. Hey, ball boys and girls. I didn't see you there. I was too busy watching the game here on my amazing seats. Well, come to think of it, I should thank today's sponsor, SeatGeek. They're the leader in ticket resales, and with hundreds of thousands of events going on, you're almost sure to find some great tickets with them. And hey, while you're there, use our code FC13POD to get $20 off your first order. So thanks to SeatGeek for sponsoring us and helping me get these amazing tickets. back ladies and gentlemen thanks so much for sticking around obviously with the canadian championships coming up to our semifinals, it's going to be a very very interesting time frame so make sure you're keeping your eyes on that schedule because again the winner goes to the Concacaf champions league but jumping into some more interesting news forge again yes we're talking about them but the almighty bobby has signed a new four-year deal and got a small bit of a promotion on his title and i'm just shocked at how much they're throwing his way. I'm not just shocked about what they threw his way. I'm surprised how long. I think, I don't know what it is. I, and I'm not the only one. A lot of people expect Bobby to potentially lead to CPL after coming into this year. There's the rumors of him going to Montreal. Um, there was room, I mean, not rumors, sorry, but there's uh, people think, oh, this will be his last year. Next year will be his last year. Like nobody expects Bobby to stick around this time because he's so successful. And what, what happens with success in soccer? You go other places. I don't know what it is. Maybe he just loves Forge. Maybe he just really wants that. Like, that's his child, and he's not leaving it behind. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. I think it's more he's not going to leave for, like, an assistant coaching job. And I think that's probably of the ideas he's getting. Like, we can look at Mamadou Kaw when he left Pacific to go to the uh, MLS. Uh, sorry, the uh, MLS Next Pro. And even there, after a year, he's already gone. So I think he's just waiting for the right, the right job to come to him. 
where he feels comfortable enough to take the role on as a head coach, and he's not going to settle. So Forge is like, hey, here's a four-year contract over five-year, whatever it was. And he's like, yeah, I'll take it. What else comes with this? <laughs> like, cool. It's a little goodie bag for him right now. Or maybe he really just wants to be the first CPL team to do accomplish something in CONCACAF or whatever it is. And if there's any coach that could do it, it is him. Well, mm. I think it's kind of weird because, you know, you're saying they have made CPL history in CONCACAF. There's not much more history to write for Bobby, but I think he does care about making sure that he, when he leaves Forge, he will be the most, by far and away, <clears throat> The most decorated coach in CPL history, yeah, and he has that after him, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and he he has that pipeline from Sigma, which is going to be constant because Sigma is going to be good for a while. He's got that pull with you know Canadian internationals now, like Mandricard James. Forge is in extremely good shape right now, and it's a bit scary to think of the level of dominance that they might have, knowing that the person who is really the keys to the car for their success is going to be staying for, you know, so long. Yeah, for sure. And you're not wrong. Like, look at every year Forge brings in a new player, bro. Everyone's like, wow, he came here. Every year there hasn't been a break on it. So maybe he's just, he sees the bigger picture and he knows what the CPL will and is becoming. And he's like, I'm staying. I'm going to ride this pony out, you know? Yeah. Why? I mean, why would you, why would you leave being so winning? But, you're right, Michael. When you when you win that much as a manager, the eyes are generally on you. And I I can't imagine being someone that young, being so successful, being in sort of the eye of a lot of different teams, not caving to to other people, like coming with money, like coming with money yeah. in hand and saying, No, I'm, I'm gonna stick this out. I wanna see where we're gonna go with it. And I, I think I think his goal, because he hasn't explicitly said like said what the goal is there like what he, what would be the crowning achievement for him to say you know i've done all i need to do but i i think it's probably something to do with CONCACAF. you know with I, the CONCACAF yeah. uh leagues nation or like the CONCACAF the conference league, yeah. league when when a game when uh who knows um maybe he's just waiting for the for the first phone call that doesn't start with hey i know you're doing well in the cpl but i want to try you out here first you know maybe maybe that's what he's waiting for yeah <laughs> but, maybe, maybe he's waiting for two two commas there um yeah. <laughs> in his in his salary um, you know, bobby's like sort of i think exemplifies what the cpl is going to have to be at this stage which is getting people that don't necessarily care about money that think of the cpl as a labor of love and something that they truly think they can be a part of um and something to grow upon and i think he's he's shown that he's everything about that so i'm very happy that he's staying in the cpl and not going anywhere else because he's a real you know, he should be on every like CPL poster as someone who's staying loyal to the league. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, fully. Cause that's, that's the thing. That's what you want. That's what teams want. I mean, I'm amazed, obviously, that both of you are giving such high praise since you have a dedicated team who would love to see them just kind of get shaken up and all of a sudden. Not... At the end of the day, though, but as much as Bobby's a big role, he's not the only person there. There's yeah. other influences. If he's to go, another big, a bigish, bigger talent is coming in to fill his spot. Even if it's the assistant manager that he has now, who's worked all those years under him, Forge isn't going anywhere. They're not going to change regardless if Bobby leaves or stays. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, congratulations, obviously, to Bobby. We're going to be seeing him around for a long time, minimum four years. So there's uh, lots of time for them to, to dominate the league a little bit more. But speaking of domination, 
Alfonso Davies, the poster boy. We're talking about the poster boy of the CPL. Now, the poster boy of Canadian soccer uh, has been announced yet again, player of the year. Now, this announcement did come in not too, too long ago. But is it really a shock to either of you boys at all? No. Next. <laughs> I mean, I think he's, you know, accomplished more than anyone else. But there's there's some good contenders on that list. I thought Tyler Adams could stand a chance, even though there's a relegation battle at Leeds. He's really been, you know, good holding down the fort for USA. But, you know, other than that, I, I think it was going to be Davies. Uh, and if not him, maybe Jonathan David. But um, no, in uh, D- Davies right now, he needs a challenger. And he gets that in Borussia Dortmund, but he's not getting that in terms of the CONCACAF players. Just yeah. yet. <laughs> not at all. I don't think there's there's no one that comes to mind that even comes close to Davies. I know you're going to say there's a couple of Americans, but even then, I, when you're at the club he's at, the level that he's at, I just don't see that. I don't even see it being a discussion. And that's not, that's not me trying to be rude. It's just I don't see anyone at the moment challenging him for it. Yeah. I mean, David David is a, a really good contender, in my opinion. He's been doing extremely well in League On. And then, you know, Eustachio has been doing well in the Portuguese League. There are, there are a couple other ones, but I, I think the global outreach that Davies has is just, it's too hard not to admit. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's, someone like... Sorry, I think someone like um, David and as Thomas said, Adams, I think for them to get a little bit more recognition, they'd have to go to a bigger club. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think you're entirely and that and that it might, that is still a possibility. So no, it's not. Like you're you're right. Like it's still a possibility. I'm just at the moment where everyone this set, and even then, even like say David goes to a big club this summer, we're still gonna have to see him perform again at that level with the new club, right? Yeah, yeah, you're you're totally right. So. Obviously, congratulations to Davies. I mean, don't know much more we can, uh, you know, beat on that dead horse because we've kind of mentioned that. That's pretty much been like our golden standard of what are we going to talk about Davies and Davies being, you know, the best. So yeah, I, I get the assumptions out of here, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll do that. We'll see. We'll talk to you again next year to see if it's maybe someone different. And I think the the Gold Cup coming up and, you know, the Nations League, all that stuff, I think that's going to be huge for, for us to really see what kind of impact that they're going to have. Um, but moving on to maybe smaller time than our big internationals, Maritime Super Series, League One, Alberta, PLSQ. These guys are all firing off. Same with League One BC. They are starting up very soon. Um, League One Alberta is kind of kicking off here, I believe, in the next week or so. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. So, which is going to be the 12th of May, if if you're listening to this at a different time, and you're like, wow, tomorrow, and you're listening to this two weeks late. Well, we can't help. Um, League One BC is also currently off. They've been, uh, I think they're like about three games in or so now, so or maybe two games, but. I believe yeah. I believe they just kicked off not too, yeah. So there, there, there are a couple games. There are a good couple games in there. Uh, they sure. started back in the sixth. So with, with Ottawa South and um, Nord there kicking off and then maritime super series now this is one obviously that we haven't brought up before we we hearken on a lot about league one alberta league one bc you know league one quebec getting into that but the super series basically is kind of a precursor to a league one atlantic is going to be kicking off here kind of the end of the month in may 26th to the 28th 
Uh, they're going to then switch over from Halifax to Fredericton, June 16th to 18th, and Charlottetown on the 14th and 16th. There are three respective teams taking place in that. Suburban FC from Nova Scotia, Winslow Charlottetown FC from PEI, and Fredericton Reds, 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 Reds from New Brunswick. I don't know much about those teams, personally. I, I know that they're, they're kind of smaller. I think they're going to be something more to, to demonstrate some talent there, generate some interest. Um, but I'm kind of excited though. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's what we've been waiting for, for this, was it the five-year plan Dino Rossi has in play to get a, a, a league going in every province. And, uh, I think this is great. I, hopefully it's kind of like, I guess, similar to be, uh, League of Alberta where it's kind of a trial, but we all know we can't see it not going anywhere else. I don't think I, it'd be a huge disappointment if they decide like, ah, this is just not the time for here. Uh, but yeah, no, it's massive. Um, I'm excited to see what what it holds. Given the amount of like media coverage that the Halifax Wanderers get and the fan culture they've built there, which is best in the league in my opinion, I think it's me. I think the Maritimes are a great spot for sports and for football, especially. We're really seeing that, and <clears throat> hopefully, the League One, uh, when that does go there, is going to be huge. Yeah, yeah, I think this is going to be such a great way to really showcase that 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 plan that five-year plan is achievable i don't know about you boys but he mentioned the five-year plan we've all heard you know hopes and dreams and like sure but it, it seems almost surreal that this is actually happening like it, like it, it things you know they mention it and it's not like oh wow what a cool reddit post and a pipe dream and, and you're like oh shit no this is actually happening there are actually games going on they are going to be doing a thing there's, yeah. just, there's a day set and like the frequencies that things are happening too, it's like almost every day where it's like, okay, Alberta Maritimes, you know, rumors of the new new investment group in the for looking for CPL, like it's going, it's coming so fast. And I'm, mm-hmm. you know, we should we're all lucky that we get to live in an era where this is happening. Yeah, I think it's impressive how fast they got together as well. Like they announced it a couple months ago, and then Andre, like you said, it's like, well, oh wow, it's it's here already. Like we thought, like this would be. A year down the line, maybe next season, but good for them. They're they're definitely eager to definitely have the ambition, and we got to see where it goes. And I can't expect this being anything but success. Yeah, we'll definitely keep everyone you know up to date. I think we'll do a little bit more of a deep dive when it comes closer to that first game there, the twenty sixth, the twenty eighth there of May. Um, I mean, it'll all too depend because I I don't believe they've actually announced if it's going to be you know broadcast live if they're just going to do it. Um, Come on, you know, YouTube. You know, yeah. Oh my God, please! If they could do that, I, I'd be happy to to you know watch along with everyone there and and, and then really we could get, get on League League One Quebec's ass and get games on YouTube. You know what? Funny enough, how would you got boys want to fucking bet that this is going to be broadcast before like League One Quebec manages to broadcast their games? We're going to have like a one-off exhibition game in the Maritimes, and that's going to get broadcast before League One broadcasts any of their goddamn games. Let's be, re- let's be actually real here. That one-off, you know, showcase game is me broadcast on cable before the CPL is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Sportsnet. They're putting on like Sportsnet World and shit like that. I, I could see that happening. And then we're going to be sitting here twiddling our thumbs like, God damn it. <laughs> But that's when you know we all got to move to the Maritimes. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, congratulations. I'm super, super excited for this. So, guys, check it out. Make sure May 26th, 28th, June 16th, and 18th, and July 14th and 16th. 
in your if you're in the area, like if you're anywhere near Nova Scotia or PEI or you know New Brunswick, and you can make it out, definitely go. More bodies in the stadium is going to do a lot more than people tuning in if they do have a broadcast. So if you're there, go check it out. And you know what? It is probably going to be an absolute blast. You know, go drink some screech and and get absolutely annihilated and really just make a fool of yourself on the name of uh, FC 13. Just blame us. We'll be your scapegoats. No problem. So with being a scapegoat, we're going to go to a quick break and then we're going to come back and uh, be tortured by Michael. So don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. Hi there. Paul there from FC 13 Podcast. And I'm here to ask you a very important question. Do you like going to live events? Of course you do. Do you like overpaying for live events? Of course you don't. And that's where our friend SeatGeek come in. SeatGeek is an award-winning ticket platform that serves as both a primary ticket outlet and a secondary ticket outlet. And they use a specialised algorithm that ensures that you get the best available seat always at the best available price. Let me give you a story. I was in Montreal a few years ago and I wanted to check out a Montreal Canadiens game with my parents. We were shocked at the prices that we thought we'd have to pay on the sites we initially looked at. Like We were going there for a pre-season game. The tickets prices were like way into the like three digits. Like We were horrified at the prices and we didn't we were thinking we weren't going to go. And then I remember just remembering about SeatGeek. I'd heard about them somewhere before. So I mentioned to my mom and dad we should try SeatGeek to see if we can get tickets for a cheaper price. And as such, we were able to find tickets at an incredibly affordable price compared to all the other competitors out there. And as such, we ended up having a fantastic night at the rink thanks to SeatGeek. And quite frankly, I've never looked back myself when it comes to buying tickets for live events online. But you don't have to just take my word for it. See for yourself with our special discount code. Use the code FC13POD to get $20 off your first order today to start saving on live events that will create memories to last a lifetime. And now, back to the show. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed those ads because we enjoyed making them. Or we didn't enjoy making them and we're lying to you. Or we didn't make them. Depends on what played. But make sure to you know shoot us a message if you want to sponsor the podcast. As well, too, if you do want to hear a question read out on our podcast, make sure to send it to us at FC13Podcast. And we might read it out. So with that, it's time to jump in to the most torturous and laborious part of this entire venture. And that is Game of the Week. So, Michael... You want to take us away in your torture extravaganza? I'll take you away to a sweet escape. Uh, so today we are going to have a little bit of a different game on mind. I'm not flipping a coin because here at the FC 13, don't believe in real life currency. Um, but <laughs> in all what we're doing is you guys are going to be playing at the same time. I am going to give you a prompt and you guys are going to write down the answer. Whoever gets it, um, We'll get a point. If you don't, you get zero points. And there is a bonus question if case needed. But today's topic is to honor Vancouver FC playing at home for our first thing in the CPL. We're going to go take a look back at every CPL team and see who scored their first goal in the CPL. 
Is this like a buzzer thing where like if I no, say I've got it? I want you to a team. You both write it down. I'm okay. gonna read it. You're going to show me and I'll tell the people what you guys say or you guys can read it out yourselves. And um, then we'll, I'll, I'll award the points accordingly. So are you guys ready? No, but let's go on. Actually, yeah, you know what? I, I'm with Andre on this one. <laughs> All right. We're going to start off with the team of the hour, Vancouver FC. So who's who scored the first goal? For Vancouver FC. Oh, God, fucking damn it. Uh... All right. Uh, Thomas, are you the guest? Show me what you have first. Yeah, funny enough, I'm actually writing on the team sheet of the game that he scored in. It's Sean Hundall. Uh, Andre? Uh... I wrote Sandoval. Oh, uh, that's a good guess. But Thomas takes the one of the lead. He scored yes. the second goal. He did. Yes. So we'll go. You know what? We'll stay out west. Who scored the first ever goal for Pacific? Oh. Oh, this is awful. This is actually an awful game. This is payback for what that game you gave me. <laughs> 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 oh. I I can't like I'm trying to think of like times and shit where people oh, oh fuck me. Uh Okay. Oh god, I don't even know if he's playing then for that man. Andre, you may go first. Oh, Tom, sorry, Thomas, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Andre, you Change may go my first. answer at the last minute, but I'm ready. That's fine. Uh I'm going with Reed. First ever goal for Pacific is Reed. I know that's wrong. I know. Is it? Thomas? Oh, uh, man with the most ever CPL goals, Taron Campbell. It was not. First ever goal scorer for Pacific. We're star rosistic. Fuck. Read about? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) C. All right. So Thomas holds that one at the lead. And we are going to come out to Forge FC. Who scored the first ever goal for Forge FC? Hmm. Oh, n- no. Um, I I was at that game. Yeah, you were. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't even click at that. Oh, no. Who fucking was even playing for Forge then? Four years ago. Oh, 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 um, 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 I'm 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 winging it here based on what I think was who was even playing. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Andre, who do you have? Um, Thomas Cadell Cadell Tom Cadell Cadell Thomas, I think. And Thomas, who do you have? Um, Na. 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 We'll just say the person that Perseus is the successor to. I'll leave it there. <laughs> it is Cadell Thomas. We got a one-one game. Okay. Very good, Andre. Oh. Okay, so that's, that's you, Andre. that is not a fair juxtaposition. I was invited to play that game in the press or be in that in the press box. Oh, you game, played that so. game. Oh, you I played that game out there. Yeah, I know. I was in the press box with Sean Hundall's first. Oh, there you go. So you know, fair Hey, one-one. <laughs> so while we are out east, we're gonna go further east. Let's go to Halifax Wanderers. Okay. Fuck, they were one of the original ones too. Fuck. Yes, all yeah. of them except for Ottawa and Vancouver oh, are original. Vancouver. Yeah, I gotta keep that in mind. Um, but then Edmonton 
Edmonton's the one that's gonna fuck us all up. Edmonton's absolutely gonna be the one that you're gonna fuck us all up. Um, they have like s- squad overturn every year. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, okay, Thomas, I think you go. You good. Yeah, Thomas, you can go first. Who do you got? Akeem Garcia, recently retired. Andre, was it Pereira? It was Akeem Garcia. Fuck. Get in. We got a two-one game back to Thomas. Good shit, bud. All right, so let's go back. Let's go back out west, shall we? Who scored? Well, West Central. Uh, who scored the first ever goal over Valor FC? Okay. Mm. Valor being one of the teams that I watched the least of. It's it's okay. So does everyone else. Oh, did he? I'm just trying to think of who were like CPL originals that might have played for them recently. That's yeah. That's where I'm. I'm unfortunately a little bit stuck on. Okay, I've got mine written down though. I'm hoping. I'm praying. Okay, uh, Andre. Was it Ricci? Thomas. My hail mary is Akio. Okay, I'm surprised none of you said Bustos. Oh, oh, it's fine. It wasn't him. I'm just surprised. Oh. Yo, said you, it. Ma, you son of a bitch! <laughs> you you son suck, of a Hoyle. bitch! You suck. Hoyle scored the first goal for Valor. Oh, and uh, you know what? Let's go to Ottawa. Let's go to uh, let's go Ottawa. A little bit more recent, Andre. You might get this one. Oh, you think I'm Vancouver, so maybe not. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. He thinks like a goldfish. You know, yeah. You know what? I have too much football. Okay, we watch too much football. No this is good. True. That's no true. good. I can watch uh, a game and like in two days, I'd be like, I don't remember how this yeah, happened. I, 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 I remember <laughs> the score, I think. And then turns out I'm like looking at the right wrong one. Um Ottawa is I'm I'm a little bit more comfortable with because of you and because of having to see them a bunch of times. Um okay. I think I have it down. All right, Thomas, I'll let you go first. I know it was a I know the score is two two against York in the island games. Was it Malcolm Shaw? Andre? I was between Martinez and Telfer, but I think it was Martinez. Uh, Martinez, I believe, got the second. It was uh, Kamara. Mohamed Kamara. I would say something, but I'm just so confused at all of these players. That's fine. That's fine. Hey, it's aging. Let's show our age here. We only have one team left, and it's a 2-1 game because I'm not giving you Edmonton. I wasn't going to use Edmonton. Edmonton was my tiebreaker. So, what about Cavalry? That, that's what I'm getting to. Cavalry's and York. Be on... Oh, shit, you're right. We got York as well. You know what? Let's... <laughs> Forgot about Thomas's group. Shit, <laughs> shit, Thomas. Let's do Cavalry first. Let's do Cavalry first. <laughs> we can still have... He's, he's, like, he's like, hey, what about my team? What about the yeah, team that we was, just... Hey, now, what about the team that's like represented back here? I forgot about York, <laughs> just like the rest of the York region. My bad. Let's do okay. Calvary right now. Okay. Who scored first for Calvary? Who plays for Calvary? They have a couple players. I think two or three. You know what the stupidest part is? I keep thinking of Carducci, and I'm like, he did not score their fucking goal. It would be great if he did, though. I think we will all remember that. Yeah, I know. That's why I don't know why that keeps sticking in my head. Um, I can only fucking take the front line. Okay. I think I've got mine written up. All right. I want to see what you got first, then, Andre. I have Brown. Okay. Uh, kind of a shot in the dark because I don't even know if he was there. But uh, Erebin Peppel. No, I don't think he was there. It was okay, Brown. Uh, it was Jordan uh, Brown. We got a two-two game. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, so cheers. You're right. Jordan I know right off the bat who scored the first goal for York. Well, that's great because we're getting to it. <laughs> write it down. Andre, you write it down as well. <laughs> I know. I think we should just skip York. I think we should just go right on to the tiebreaker for Edmonton because that's not um, that's not fair. I'm I'm just saying. It's you were in the press box. That's all I'm saying. This is true. You were at the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Good job, Thomas. You gave him that. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Did you both write this down? Yeah. Okay. I want yeah, you yeah. both to show me the camera in three, two, one. I will be the director for okay. people listening. All right. Show me Thomas and Andre. Does that say Telfer? Yeah. Yeah, Telfer. So we got a yep. three, three game. Yeah. Very impressive. Thanks, Thomas. That's <laughs> fine. My bad. I forgot. I forgot Forge was playing York in that game for some fucking stupid reason. That's guys, because I as you guys. it's often been said in your podcast feed, it's a team sport. So you're welcome, Andre. <laughs> yeah, you okay. know what? We are banding together to take down the system. <laughs> and it's fun. I tricked you guys. The tiebreaker is now who scored first for Edmonton. Is it who scored last? No. Oh, that would be, be way one, easier. Oh, that would be fun. Uh, no. So... Edmonton took a while for them to get their first goal. I want you to tell me the closest one wins. How long did it take for Edmonton to get their first goal in the CPL? And by that, I mean games. How many games yeah. in the CPL did it take for Edmonton to get their first goal? Jeez, they've been just horrible for them crap from day one, haven't they? No, they had a decent year in 2019. They weren't horrible, horrible. I think the hardest part is, too, is like... Edmonton had been ongoing prior to the CPL. Yeah, see, I almost I almost went back like, oh, should I do the first ever? But no one's going to. That'd be so that. cruel. I'd have walked out the room if we were doing like USL, PDL stuff. PDSL, yeah. Um, okay. I think. So how so, many, yeah. How Thomas, many? your guess. I'm going to let you guess the games first. Sorry, I'm going to go four matches. You're going to go four? Okay. Andre? I'm pretty sure they won their first game. I'm going to go one. Okay, well, Andre doesn't listen to the directions. I said it took them a while to score their first. I wasn't going to lie to you. Andre thinks in minutes, not games. It it took them six games to win their first. Thomas wins. So not win, sorry, score the first. Score the first. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that they actually won their first game in the CPL. It wasn't CPL. It was CONCACAF um, qualifiers, which was the game that took place before the CPL started. They won that one. Oh, fuck me. Okay, that's why I was kidding. Thomas, you win. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Because I was like, I'm pretty sure they won 2-1, and that was the excitement. And then it was like... You know know why I know that, Andre? Because when I saw that, I'm like, that's a fun quiz. Let's come away from that game right there and build off oh, it. Well, congratulations, Thomas. You won that bullshit. Oh, well. um, yeah, but I, I would like I would like to thank Sean Hondal, Akeem Garcia, Ryan <laughs> Telfer, and uh, Michael for Edmonton. picking uh, whoever got the number closest to the amount of games. Hey. <laughs> It was a tiebreaker. I wasn't going to get you two to guess. Actually, who would you guess even been for first ever goal score? Oh, I don't know. Um, 
Because that's the thing. Because I've got them all confused now on the games. Their first ever goal scorer based on like. You also have to think as well. Edmonton had a pretty big turnover at one point. Yeah, and that's so. that's the issue. Is like that's the one I would have been. I would have been screwed. I would have had no idea. Yeah. Um, despite being my favorite CPL team, um, I have no <laughs> idea. Um, uh, if anyone's wondering, it was Tommy. I'm a, I'm a boy. I'm a boy. A boy. Sure. He played for Edmonton yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, actually, he was there for a long time. He was there before the CPL as well. So good for him. Good for Edmonton. Hopefully, we'll see you back someday, and we can do this again. <laughs> we can do boxing for Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> but jumping on, obviously, to our match of the week, uh, we're gonna have to. Speaking of that, that you know who scored first, Vancouver against Calvary at home in their stadium for the first time in the CPL. One-one becomes the score, but with a red card shown in there, just add a little bit of spice. Welcome to the dark side. What a great fucking atmosphere, for Vancouver. I hope they keep it up. I hope this is a good competition for Halifax. And if they could do this with another professional team, and not only just professional team like Vancouver Canucks, with another professional soccer team, they could keep that 6,000 crowd. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, my God. And and at a stadium, too, that, like, was built so last minute. Yeah. And, and it, like, when they announced it, and it was cool, great, they're going to build a new stadium. Okay, interesting. It's going to be modular. Okay, it'll be faster. And then they're like, we're going to have it done for this year. And I was like, how the fuck are you going to do that? Yeah. No, yeah, it's right. like it's like a school project where you just go to Dollar Ram and quickly get a bunch of things and glue it together. And it, it worked perfectly. I'm happy for them. Ottawa's there this weekend, so I can't wait to see what if the turnout. We all know home openers bring more crowd, but that doesn't always mean the same when you use Halifax, for example. But like you said, to the game, I'm going to let you guys talk more about this one. I fucked up. Like I said, I was sick all weekend, so I actually didn't miss this one. It was one of the ones I couldn't catch up on. So you two go ahead. Let me know what you think. Well, it's it, it was a game personally that I think really did well for Cavalry. They dominated most of it. The possession was all in their half. And then they got that goal not super early, but early enough into the second half. Um, or no, like, sorry, it like in into like halfway through the game there that I kind of thought that Vancouver is going to fall apart just based on like how much like the end, end end result was 18 shots versus nine. I mean, the shots in target were a little abysmal, but I just kind of thought that once that opened up the first goal, that the floodgates were just going to open up and then Vancouver was just going to just bottom out. And especially with a red card in the 29th minute, like having to spend that most of that game down, like how are you going to come back from that? Yeah, I thought Vancouver, like as a new team, I thought they really lose their composure, but they look, you know, beyond their years. And uh, I will say, Abraham Bakare, easily, he's going to be one of the best uh, non Canadian talents that this league will ever produce. I'm sure of that. He's holds down the middle. He's, you know, big physical presence. He's going to, he's, he's going to always get the ball off you. He's going down the field. I think Cavalry. I think they're not using Jose Escalante right. I think he should be put further up the pitch because I think they're really missing that um, on offense. Um, I don't think they really need it. And obviously, Cal Irving robbed Cavalry late, and they were just constantly looking for chances. But Vancouver had that, you know, drive in them, that dog in them, and um, having Irving make those saves is so poetic. I think 
You're not wrong with that, Skalonsi. The problem is they don't really have anyone else at the moment to play there. Yeah. I, I But still, I think maybe you could utilize him a bit better in that space. Maybe you don't have necessarily someone who you can stick in that position, but maybe just get more attacking out of him. Because Cavalry haven't, haven't really been on the front foot in terms of attacking like they normally were. Like last year, it was kind of a, a all or nothing sort of attack. Yeah, I mean, they've done okay. They've, they're getting draws like every other team in the CPLS feels like. <laughs> and um, I just want to give another um, uh, a little round of applause for Hundal as well. He's been excellent this year. Three I've, goals. Yeah, yeah. I've really enjoyed him. He's been something fun to watch. <laughs> the, that that goal, all of it, Chung into the box, Sandoval perfectly controlled. That's the quality that you know Sandoval brings as someone who's playing Liga Mackey's is like scored in the, some of the biggest matches you know in the world. Yeah. Um, like in in the Club World Cup, he scored for Chivas, and that's that extra quality that CPL teams don't have. He is really their X factor. Getting it to Hundal, that's such a good combination, and I think Hundal could maybe run away with the golden boot because he's opening up with so much so much momentum and the people yeah. around him are just they form a great I, great offense you're not wrong with uh Sandal, Sandalvo with him but also with Batar as well yes Those three are trading yes. dangerous up three and then you have Chun behind them and uh oh my god like those four have been so good starts and they're going the way that people hope Vancouver would I guess I didn't have Vancouver ranked that high. I know I know we had Paul had them pretty high. Mm-hmm. I knew the potential they had. I just didn't think it would come together so quick, and it, it really is. And I think you gotta give a lot of respect to their manager as well, who again, I think he's had the he has the best resume we've seen coming into the CPO. And he's proving that he can he could be a different uh, difference maker in this league. Yeah, and you Chung, not even in his first position, he does has like not skipped a beat. Yeah. Right. Be. Also, one big shout out. He came on late. TJ Tahid, 16 years, 17 days, youngest CPL signing, youngest CPL player ever. A big congratulations to him because that is a remarkable achievement as it some is. of you should probably have been in high school the next day, but was most likely at <laughs> team training. Alfonso Davies all over again, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what we want to see. We want to see the talent kind of coming through and giving them the outlet because otherwise it either goes overseas or goes unnoticed. And I think this is the perfect opportunity. And Vancouver is proving me wrong. I thought they were going to have an absolute horrific run of form, but going, it's going early, but yeah, but start. it's also against Calvary. Who's not a pushover has a lot of talent and, and then going down with that yeah. red and like and just keeping Getting back that goal and keeping the pressure up enough to like keep it at you know the CPL's favorite scoreline one one. That well, just still... proves like the new guys like the CPL gets better every year and bringing players in like Caden Chun, uh, Hundel who's been impressive, um, like everyone that Vancouver's brought in it's just like wow like the CPL truly is getting better and they're not the only ones. There's a bunch of new players in this league who are really popping off for me. You look at Salu for um, Pacific as well. You look at um, uh, what's his name, Fennin for uh, for Halifax. Like some of these players and the younger ones as well. It's like wow, the CPL truly is getting better. Mm-hmm. Do you guys find the the Romeo like red? Would you think that's a straight red? I'm yellow. 
Yeah, I didn't think that was worthy of a straight red. Because it's it's unintentional, but it is head to head, so you have to give something. Oh yeah. Like yellow. don't don't wave it off and say, you know, walk that off. But I like the yeah. fact that the red, not even a hesitation, didn't come up and talk to him. Nothing. Exactly. And it it I'm glad they shortened it to two games instead of three because that's it's not really a red card. I'm looking at it now. That's not a red. Yeah, I, I, I just felt had, when that came out, I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, I really hope the player's okay. I really hope both players are good. Sure, there's going to be some sort of a booking, good free kick. And then the red comes out, and I was like, I'm going to wait oh. till these highlights come out. I got to rewatch that. There's, they did not seem. I'm watching it now. How the fuck is that even a yellow? Yeah. Well, I, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I, I think, I think both it, players are going for the ball. I, I don't... think it's. I think because he kind of like hit him more than kind of the ball and he was the first player in line. I think a scenario maybe rule number, maybe. One, rule number one, do not discipline on injury or because anything can happen. A fluke accident happens. That's what that was to me. Yeah. Yeah. I and I, I don't think it was. A red I will say I should have never doubted Afshin Gopi. And there's one thing that I do want to say about his squad, which I think is pretty cool in the CPL, which is a Canadian development league. One last thing before we go, he is Canadian players, British players, Belize players, uh, Belize player of Iran, uh, Mexico, uh, Korea, and France, and Canada all represented in his squad. I think that's just a cool thing, uh, just how many different faces he's brought in. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Well, oh, my God. That's – I want more – I want more Canadian diversity in the players, but I want more international in terms of coaching, because I think that's where you're going to see players from all different backgrounds being brought in. Oh, we've already had someone like Cobb with Pacific, right? Who won? Mm. Like, we we do see it sprinkled out. I mean, both of Ottawa's managers been Spanish, so yeah, yeah. So honestly, Vancouver, amazing. I'm I'm excited to eat my words in a sense. <clears throat> we'll see how the rest of the year goes, though. Now, obviously, if the rest of the year goes one-one draws, fuck. <laughs> This, None of us. this podcast is gonna get old it'll get old real quick if we're like yeah. wow what another great one one draw if the only entertainment that? that we have is fights at bmo field i'm gonna be <laughs> very concerned for the future of this podcast <laughs> but, with that, them on. but with yeah exactly with that bit of a bombshell that's gonna have to be it for us um i think with paul out on vacation which we love you to death paul um enjoy your vacation enjoy it sit relax uh we are going it. we are going to take a little bit of a break for the game of the week this time we are going to come back ready and refresh the following one but podcast will still be on because there's going to be some exciting stuff going on so make sure to be checking out cpl the league one bc league one quebec league one alberta well league one quebec if you can uh and the maritime league that is coming up soon be watching those. They're going to be obviously exciting and same with the Canadian championship because they are on a very rapid schedule. So the league final is going to be coming up or the cup final is going to be coming up extremely soon. So boys, with that being said, where do we find you? Um, call me Michael on Twitter. Uh, Thomas here at 22 on Twitter. And I have a new article about the York vs. Whitecaps game on 13th man sports.ca. And I'm at the Andrew McKay. Make sure to be checking out our YouTube, check out our TikTok, and check out 13th Man Sports, where you're going to find a lot more articles and items deep diving into a lot of the stuff that we talk about here that's, you know, a little bit more, like, knowledgeable versus us just shooting the shit. So remember, guys, thanks for checking us out. 
Thanks so much. We will see you next week. And remember, listening and watching to the FC 13 podcast is a lot like watching football through a microwave. <laughs>